This is the EPLOG audio experience. नमस्कार मैं हूं भावना सोमाया और आज के हमारे रंगमंच के मेहमान है अतुल कुमार अतुल कुमार इज अ थिएटर आर्टिस्ट अ डायरेक्टर एंड हेड्स द कंपनी थिएटर अ ट्रेंड विजुअल थिएटर आर्टिस्ट एन ओकेजनल एक्टर राइटर ट्रांसलेटर हिज कंपनी इज नोन फॉर प्लानिंग कंडक्टिंग थिएटर वर्कशॉप्स कॉन्फ्रेंसेस एंड कोलैबोरेशंस विद बोथ नेशनल एंड इंटरनेशनल ग्रुप्स इट्स गोइंग टू बी एन इंटरेस्टिंग कॉन्वर्सेशन विथ हिम वेलकम टू रंगमंच अतुल कुमार Thank you very much Bhavna ji thank you for uh, having me Yes so I'm very curious to know your journey your story uh tell us from the beginning when did the art bug bite you or was it in the family was it in the genes something you saw something you remember something associated with a friend and influencer Well it started actually long time back uh, I'm now 54 years old I think I was about 15 years old when I, when I was in school I'm basically from Delhi and we used to have these play competitions in school and uh, I don't come from a artist family actually no one um that I know of in my extended family has had anything to do with art ever uh, i i come from a merchant class family and everybody were, was a businessman and and we are from old delhi so the businesses also were of a certain kind of dry fruits and spices and stuff like that so theater and arts actually just landed in my lap by by chance in school i participated in one of these theater festivals and uh, i i won a medal i won an award uh and um, yeah and then i just continued acting in various plays directing them joined theater group outside the school called chingari which was run by a gentleman called k madhavan i think he was later uh, also teaching at jnu and was a director at shriram center as well um and very soon i started uh, traveling on my own i established my own company then went looking for gurus in manipur kerala i did kathakali and kalari pait for many years i went abroad on government scholarships to france and us to study theater there um then came back and settled in bombay and then the rest is history since then i've been here presently i'm actually talking to you from uh, uh, a wonderful space that we created 10 years back it was a dream to create an artist residency where theater people from around the world can come together and and research and and uh, rehearse and create uh, new 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 work so i'm presently talking to you from there i'm it's about 3 hours away from bombay it's a place called kamshet it's uh, where paragliding happens very close to lonavla it's about 3 and a half hours driving time from bombay uh, an hour and a half from pune so it's right in the middle so since last 10 years all our work has been created here and hundreds of theater companies and not just artists but uh, theater artists but also visual artists and dancers and writers musicians uh, people from other walks of life have come here and and they have worked and experimented it's like a laboratory for arts it sounds very interesting but uh, i'm very curious to know um 
So where do you get the funds for this space? How do you run it? Are you investing the money? Do people who come to research there have to pay fees? So this place is called TCT Workspace. TCT is the short form of the company theater, which is our theater company. It's a, chari- it's a charitable trust. It's a non-profit organization. No, I don't uh, have the kind of money to be able to, uh, you know, buy this bigger property and construct and, and to run it. So uh, the funds were raised publicly. Uh, and it was through various kinds of donations and later on with our ongoing theater productions, which we were basically traveling around India and internationally, the money that came from there. Um, and just, just people who were well-wishers and have seen my work for the last, um, 15, 20 years were kind enough. Uh, Also, we had done an art exhibition. We had collected paintings from visual artists uh, who supported this project and we had collected a certain number of paintings and we sold them. So that sort of became our seed money. Um, Now to run this place, there's a small, very small government uh, grant that we get which is a salary grant. And other than that, uh, the place is self-sustaining because we charge, other than our own theater productions, whoever comes in, we charge them a very nominal amount, but it manages to take care because it's a village, so the requirements are not many. So it runs by itself now, thankfully. So when I was listening to the introduction you gave about yourself, I was absorbing and uh, a lot of thoughts went in my mind uh, so I will take you back one by one as a flashback. You said there was nothing uh, artistic in the background that you came from. So how did the family, the parents essentially, react to this uh, very special child who wanted to do something different from what was the family business? Did they find you different? Did they try to mold you and bring you back to the business uh, thought? Or did they allow you to just put on wings and fly? Well, I didn't have a father by the time I was 15. I had lost my father. So it was basically just my mother and my younger uh, brother. And mom obviously was very young at that time. And she was herself, I think, struggling to ground herself. And, you know, being from old Delhi in a traditional Marwadi household, um, you know, there were lots of other family and social pressures on her. So I think somewhere it, for her also, it got a little diluted as to what exactly I was wanting to do, what direction I was wanting to go. Uh, I was more or less post that point raised in my grandmother's, my mother's maternal grandparents' um, sort of family. And that was a huge, large family. So, um, yes, there was a little bit of uh, resistance to... Uh, because it's a space where, which is at that time was only connected with cinema and which is not looked at with much respect, <laughs> at least not from people in Delhi. And, uh, and the theater was something which was like unheard of. And they didn't even understand what I'm talking about till they actually started coming uh, to see my theater productions in, in the theater. And my mom, for example, came for each and every play I did. And she used to feel proud. But at the same time, she was sure that this is not something that will, that will uh, sustain me. So, so, she, so she constantly asked me to reconsider, of course, 
I was extremely stubborn and, and <laughs> never, never wanted to. But I think very quickly, by the time I was in 11th and 12th standard, I knew the theater is what I want to do. And thankfully, I'm still doing it. So, yeah, there was very slight resistance, but it's nothing new. I think this resistance is there uh, in all. I mean, unless and until you come from an artist family, uh, it's there for everyone. I think all around the world, this is something that everybody goes through. Well, things are different now. I have a daughter who's 17 and her mother also is an actor. And uh, we both have been, uh, you know, we introduced her very early in, into the world of arts. And it has so turned out that she wants nothing to do with it. She wants to become a lawyer. So here you are, uh, full circle with someone who wants to uh, do completely something else. Hmm. Uh for somebody who attained success early, uh, who was appreciated for his work, a certain credibility came to him also very quickly. Um, there was still a hankering in you for uh, enhancement and in search of gurus, you traveled and uh, looked for them in Kerala. I didn't understand if you learned Kathakali yourself or were you learning just the art form in theory? So what made you go to Kerala? I was, uh, I remember uh, joining this theatre group, uh, Chingari. Uh, I never went to a theatre school, never attended any theatre workshops till then. And uh, it just appeared to me that I was, you know, bringing on the table what I was naturally born with or what my natural instincts were with this thing called acting or theater or direction. And I didn't really, I was not informed in any formal way about the craft. This theater group that I joined since I was still in school, by the time my school ended, I had already lost interest in, in studies and I was not good at anything else other than, you know, dramatics. So this theater group, Everybody who was a part of this theater group was actually doing theater part-time. And they were all doing jobs in various places in Delhi. So I was the only one suddenly in the group who had nothing else but theater. Uh, and, I, and, and I didn't see any future in, in, you know, like these people getting a job and doing a nine to five and then doing theater passionately only in the evening. I wanted to do theater the moment I woke up in the morning. So that was a very clear sort of a decision I had made at that time. And I said, if I need to do that, then I need to train myself and I need to basically look at how formally theater is done. So I considered National School of Drama at that time. I remember uh, Ratan Thiam Saab, this famous director from Manipur. He was the director at that time. He was there for a very short while. There was a lot of politics and, and uh, there was a lot of uh, student strikes. So uh, because of that atmosphere, I think I got a little disillusioned and I never went to NSD. So instead, there was a wonderful theater festival that happened in Delhi at that time, with, organized by uh, uh, Sahitya Kala Parishad. 
and uh, I, I got the opportunity to watch some of the best theater makers of the country. Uh, and I decided that I should just simply go to them and work with them. So I went to Manipur, but it didn't work out. Then I went to Kerala to work with Kavalam Narayan Panikar. And I did work with him for six months. But in the process, I discovered uh, the forms of Kathakali and Kalari Payet. So I spent three and a half years uh, learning from the gurus uh, of my gurus, Kudamalur Karnakar Nair. Uh, for three years, I was with them uh, doing just that. I knew I didn't want to be a dancer of Kathakali. I wanted to uh, use the craft towards modern, towards the practice of modern Indian theatre. And then I think in the process, I also got introduced to a lot of European theatre. I remember it was 1989, 200 years of uh, French independence. There were groups from France who had come to perform and I fell in love with one of them, Philippe Chanty's group. And so I studied um, French because I wanted to go to France and, and look at French theatre. So I did three years of French in JNU and uh, then went to France uh, very often and worked with Philippe Jonty himself um, and many other companies. So yeah, it was, it's, it's been a roller coaster uh, because I just let my instincts take me wherever I went. That's very interesting because... Uh... When you are multi-talented, it is a curse and also a blessing uh, because uh, you can do a lot of things very well. So how do you choose? For instance, somebody like you, uh, you are a director, you own a theatre company, uh, you are also an actor, you've done some films and uh, you translate, you probably write. So how do you know what you want to do when? I know I've heard of this phrase of jack of all trades and master none. Uh, you could call me that. I'm pretty happy doing all these things at whatever point in my life, whatever calls me. I'm quite privileged, I must say, and I and I am in full gratitude to the powers that be that I can choose to do whatever I feel like, whenever I feel like. So if tomorrow I want to act in a play, I can. If I want to pick up and direct a play, I can. Um, thankfully, now we have an audience bank and we have people who support our theatre so we can produce. We have this wonderful artist space. So we, we have, literally, we have space we can all be in. And uh, yeah, and uh, thankfully, even in spite of COVID and other things that have happened in the last few years, I'm still uh, very thankful that I'm, I'm fully agile and, and healthy. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I frankly, I wish I never have to stick to one thing because I really do enjoy doing various things. In fact, presently, Bhavna, if you seriously ask me, I'm also getting very interested in in, in probably turning a whole leaf in my life and and I was I've just been wondering uh, what would it be like if I was to stop doing theatre entirely and consider something else something I mean, there are one billion things human beings do in this world and I was just wondering wouldn't it be interesting to at least do one more thing before, before I pass otherwise it'll just be like I did only theatre <laughs> so yeah something and I'm, I'm yeah I'm itching to to discover what that could be that one other thing in which I can now 
immerse myself. That's very strange and also very, <laughs> very courageous. So I'm thinking, so when you are doing these films with these legendary filmmakers, um, because you are a director, do you also direct yourself in your head that you should be doing this, you should be doing that, move more to the right, show less emotion? I think all actors do that. All actors are directing themselves in some form or the other. But when it comes to cinema, since you're mentioning cinema, I have, uh, I mean, I'm convinced, I'm quite determined that it's a director's art form, that an actor can only do so much. Uh, because there is so much more that goes into creating a shot and then putting shots together and then finally editing and doing post and making a final film, which can be very far from what an internal journey or a dialogue of an actor could be. So it's it's a director's art form. So I, I tend to trust my director 110% when it comes to cinema. Um, what happens when you are directing the actors and because you also understand acting, does it exasperate you, frustrate you when they don't get the right sur, the right expression? Uh, uh, it used to earlier. Uh, it used to earlier, but uh, I think with time, I'm also realizing that, uh, well, we are all different human beings with different kinds of training, skill sets. We've been blessed with different kinds of abilities as artists. Uh, and if I have chosen to bring together a certain number of people, certain kinds of people, then I must respect who they are and what their limitations are, just like I have limitations. And uh, within those limitations, we try and put our best foot forward. We keep struggling. So yes, it doesn't, it used to, annoy me, frustrate me, but I'm very thankful that slowly I'm learning to be a lot more inclusive, tolerant, empathetic uh, towards everyone. And that also helps me, frankly, uh, discover art much better because earlier I would try and mold everyone to my vision. And now yes. it is more of a collaboration because now, because there is so much more space for an understanding, even with our weaknesses, it's more of a collaboration. And all my actors, they bring in much more to the table than, um, you know, a moment of frustration. And uh, where does the producer balance it all? Because every time you plan a production, are you saving cost, uh, making sure that things don't go out of budget? or that there is enough money in the kitty to plan two projects at the same time, does that make a session? Like, is it, are you making compromises? Um, no, uh, I don't think uh, I might have done in the past, um, in the early years of my career, but uh, I don't really need to anymore, frankly. Uh, I'm doing a play recently for Adyam, this big festival that happens in Bombay and Delhi, uh, supported by Aditya Birla. And they probably are the, the best sort of uh, producers when it comes to financing theatre in the country. And I told them that I'm going to do a play in Punjabi language in Bombay, where people speak Hindi, English, at best Marathi, Gujarati, some Parsis. So 
I told them that I'm going to do a play in Punjabi because creatively, artistically, that's what uh, I felt my instincts were and my understanding was this play needs to be done in that language, in that ethos. So there was a little bit of resistance, but very quickly because I they knew that I had put my foot down, everybody came around it. Uh, so I must say that I'm privileged today to be able to do what I feel like doing as an artist. And nobody, no, no, not many people question that. Uh, although questioning is important and the criticism is very, very healthy. So I encourage that and I keep doing that for myself in my work. But as far as uh, finances is concerned, since you were saying, we also cross-fund Bhavna. So once in a while, we will do a play like Pia Bherupia or uh, this one, uh, Bagi Albele, which I know will bring in audiences because it's a comedy and it'll work for larger audiences and it will bring extra money. But at the same time, we do highly experimental work, which is immersive, site-specific, um, which is... Which, which some people call it, it's intellectual or it's very elitist, uh, but it's highly uh, uh, experimental. It's non-linear. Sometimes it's without any words. Sometimes it merges with visual arts. Sometimes it merges with media. So things like that, uh, which have very little audiences. And sometimes we perform only for 10 people or 20 people or 30 people for a show. So what we do is we cross-fund the money that is earned in these slightly more popular shows, we take that and we invest into the other shows, uh, which we know will not bring in money, but at least we will be able to do and create art we want. So of your plays that you have directed, two most talked about plays are The Respectable Prostitute and The Smell. I am very intrigued by the titles of both because the prostitute is respectable and uh, Smell is a very unusual title. Respectable Prostitute is a very, very famous text by a French philosopher and writer called Jean-Paul Sartre. And uh, this is a play that I did in my college when I was in college, which is like many, many years back. Um, it's a great piece of literature and uh, prostitutes are all respectable in my understanding. Um, but it has nothing to do with uh, prostitutes in our conventional way of thinking. It's a text which now I've forgotten actually what in detail was it about. This was probably in 1990, 1991, 90, 90, even before 1991. So you can imagine it's like more than 30 years back. And what about smell? And, uh, smell was a was a part of um, you know this theater group called Rage in Bombay. They used to do what is called a, a, a writers uh, festival. So they would invite new writers to write new theater scripts. And there was a writer from Bombay. I think her name was Rahi Dahake. I don't know if she wrote anything after Smell, but she wrote this play Smell. And then they invited directors to work with these writers and create these scripts. So that also was a long time back. It was in early 2000s, actually. Coming to your latest production. We have three productions that are gone right now. One okay. is Pia Bhairupia, and uh, which is Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. In I've seen that. Yeah, and then there is. Uh, thank you. Then there is Taking Sides, 
Taking Sides is by Ronald Harwood. He's a South African writer born in England. He just passed actually a few years back. And uh, that's a play very, very close to my heart. And this new one, which we have just opened uh, last month for Adhyam called Bagi Albele, which is a, an adaptation of a very famous film uh, by Ernst Lubisch called To Be or Not To Be. What inspired you to do this one? This one, Bagi Albele? Ji. कुछ मेरे ख्याल से 25 साल पहले की बात है कि मैंने ये फिल्म बंबई में रीगल सिनेमा पे देखी थी एक बहुत फेमस हंगेरियन फिल्म मेकर है इस्तवान जाबो मतलब उनकी सारी फिल्में ही बहुत फेमस हैं और एक तरह से टेस्ट टेक्स्ट बुक फिल्म्स हैं सब दुनिया के सब फिल्म स्कूल्स में पढ़ाई जाती हैं तो उनमें से एक फिल्म उन्होंने बनाई थी जिसका नाम है टू बी और नॉट टू बी उसका शेक्सपियर से कुछ लेना देना नहीं है लेकिन ये जो दूसरा विश्व युद्ध हुआ था उसके बाद क्या कहते हैं उस वक्त की दास्ता उन्हें उन्होंने इस फिल्म में दर्शाई है कि कैसे पोलैंड में एक थिएटर ग्रुप जो था उसको अटैक किया जाता है और वो कैसे नाजी रूल से बचते हुए लोगों का बेवकूफ बनाते हुए अलग अलग रूप बहरूपिया बनकर कैसे वो निकलते हैं सिचुएशन से तो कहीं वो मेरे जहन में समा गई थी वो फिल्म और हमेशा मेरा मन था कि कभी तो वक्त आएगा मन करेगा तो मैं उसको थिएटर में ड्राम ड्रामेटिक क्योंकि वो बहुत बड़ी प्रोडक्शन होगी मैं जानता था बहुत सारे लोग उसमें होंगे और खुद इतनी बड़ी प्रोडक्शन करना मुश्किल होता है और आधे हम अच्छा खासा पैसा लगाते हैं प्रोडक्शन में तो वो तो मैंने उनको वो प्रपोज किया मैंने कहा ये वक्त अच्छा है करने का एक तो वो रीजन था और दूसरा क्योंकि हमारे देश में खुद हम इस वक्त वी आर फेसिंग अलॉट ऑफ ऑपरेशन फ्रॉम फ्रॉम अथॉरिटीज फ्रॉम एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन फ्रॉम द गवर्नमेंट टूवर्ड्स आर्टिस्ट एंड आर्ट जर्नलिस्ट यू नो सो सो आई थिंक इट वॉज इट्स इट्स इट जस्ट फेल्ट राइट टू बी टू बी रेजिंग दिस वॉइस नाउ एंड यू आर एक्साइटेड इट्स प्रेमियरिंग और इट्स ऑलरेडी प्रेमियर्ड ये पिछले महीने अठारह तारीख को रॉयल ओपरा हाउस में नाटक खुला था मई में ये दिल्ली में है कमानी ऑडिटोरियम में तेरह चौदह मई मेरे ख्याल से वहां है अतुल कुमार जी हमारे से बात करने के लिए बहुत शुक्रिया आपसे बात करके बहुत सारी जानकारी मिली और सबसे अच्छा मुझे ये लगा कि द कप इज नेवर फिल्ड टू द ब्रिम देर इज ऑलवेज स्पेस टू डू मोर लर्न मोर एक्सपैंड मोर और आप उसकी मिसाल हो तो आई विश यू ऑल द बेस्ट एंड मे बी आई सी यू एट बहुत बहुत शुक्रिया थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन इफ यू हैव लाइक दिस एपिसोड डू कॉमेंट डू रेट ऑन एपल पॉडकास्ट सब्सक्राइब टू रंग मंच ऑन योर फेवरेट पॉडकास्ट एप लाइक एपल पॉडकास्ट गूगल पॉडकास्ट हब हॉपर कास्ट बॉक्स स्पॉटिफाई जियो सेवन सो दैट यू गेट नोटिफाइड वेन वी कम नेक्स्ट Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest and until then take great care of yourself.